As well as her diary of the war, Lorna Lloyd left other pieces of writing, including stories, plays and poetry. In this bonus episode, Bethany Ray reads some of Lorna's poems. They date from the 1920s to the months before Lorna's early death in 1942. This is episode three of Lorna's Poetry. A slight satire on a great game. The other day I met a man I hadn't seen since term began. He carried one arm in a sling and walking, limped like anything. He wore a bandage round his head. One eye was black, the other red. I hailed him, I am never rude, with kindness and solicitude. I took his arm lest he should fall and propped him up against a wall. Now tell me, blank, to me relate. How have you got into this state? You might have been, I must be frank, run over by a fighting tank. Brightly he smiled at my dismay and sought my terrors to allay. Oh no, not at all, he gave a shrug. By Jove, I've had a game of rugby. I must say I felt rather blue, and found the wall quite useful too. Faintly in words he scarce could catch, I asked if he had played a match. From the excitement of the lad, I rather gathered that he had. You missed it, heavens, what a sin! We had him cold, we did him in! He seized my wrist and, can you doubt it, began to tell me all about it. It was like this, he gave a roar. At half-time there had been no score. In vain did the spectators cry, for nobody had scored a try. In vain did burst a cheering roll, when suddenly, like a bolt from the blue, our forward line went bursting through. And then, I know you will be vexed, I can't remember what came next. Coming down. Let me see. I've got a cabin trunk, a gramophone as well. That'll mean a case of records and a Gladstone bag. Oh, hell! The train'll be quite chilly. I'd better take a rug and on the way I'll settle down and get up quite a fug. I'd better take my golf clubs, my skates, my skiing kit. A little winter sporting always keeps a fellow fit. Of course, I'll have a suitcase with my shaving kit and things. Smith can find me quite a handy one, that one he always brings. Then there's my umbrella, which must not be forgot. That's the worst of the English climate. It's sure to rain a lot. And I'd better take a book box to look a bit like work. It'll give a bad impression if I don't. They'll think I'm a shirk. This is sickening. There's my overcoat. It won't go in the trunk. If I'm ever going to catch that train, I really have to bunk. Thank heaven it's not summer and I don't have any bats. But to any fool, it's obvious that I cannot wear three hats. My hat. That's that. I'm rather good at packing. There's one thing lacking as human nature stands. I've only got two hands. Of course, I'd have a taxi in quite a simple way, if it were even likely that I could ever pay. I can't catch a bus at Emma. What an envious dilemma! Worthy a suggestion worms its way to me. With all this pile of clobber, I shall never catch that train. Since I am not ambidextrous, nor an octopus, I find. I'll simply pack a toothbrush and leave the rest behind. Im of Eight or Ballad of Concentrated Venom
May you who have no shred of taste be placed among the supercritical. May all your conversation waste on those who only talk aesthetics. May you be forced to teach Chinese on t'other side of the Atlantic to Yankees who speak Sinhalese or Redskins who will drive you frantic. May you inherit pots of jam with empty bottles to enrich it. May you be heard to murmur Damn, by Tilly or Archdeacon Twitchit, may Johnny catch you singing flat or imitating his best antic, and may you sit on your new hat and spoil it which will drive you frantic. In netball, may you never thrive, your tennis racket strings go slack, and may you wish you weren't alive when you get bunkered in school prac. May Joyce, when she puts out the light, detect from your room noise gigantic. May you be haunted in the night by clanking chains that drive you frantic. Envoi Princess, I hope your tadpoles die in circumstances unromantic and cursed be all the eggs you fry. Oh, anything to drive you frantic! Lines to a member of A-Form doing prep. You are a nuisance, Barbara Smith. You're one I like not to be with. I hate your giggles, loathe your smirks. You scorn to be a girl that works. You haven't done a stroke for hours, and nor have I by all the powers. Oh, damn you. Burla Hats I hate a man who wears brown boots, disdains a pipe and smokes cheroots. A double-breasted waistcoat fills me with unfathomable ills. Plus fours are not one of my bents, or natty hose for natty gents. But what upsets my every molar is he who wears the genteel British bowler. The bowler has a lethal shape. It has a bloom, just like a grape. It should be covered up with crepe, for it will always be a gloomy headwear to be wearing, derided when you are out of hearing, a hissing, and in fact sneering a strange monstrosity. It cannot quite be called a hat. It has not enough brim for that. Differing opinions might be well met in terming it a kind of helmet, and yet it's not the sort of kettle that one would fancy for a battle. I fear until the trump of doom I shall not see man add a plume, a panache crest or white cockade. Oh, what a difference would have made! I do not mean this ode to be aimed at the Foreign Secretary. In fact, I am very wary of the Foreign Secretary. But bowlers have me on the raw. I seem to feel it more and more. I'd like a law from a dictator to dump them in a mountain crater, arranging an acute eruption that one and all might see corruption. I'd go to almost any length of frantic quite to evil strength, a happier human race to see, freed from this hateful millinery. To my mother. If I should love you as you have loved me, true, to your own fair idol of me, false, only to any picture of me else, then might my love surpassing be like yours for me. Your love is like light, constant and bright, here is only bliss to be loved like this. He or she loves change over, yours never. I change and grow, different and slow, time building up a nature, draws in each a feature, to be unchanged and true, only belongs to you. 
if there is any good in me, or if I should nothing achieve. Anthem for the Dictators German daughters, German sons, give up butter for your guns, learn your hunger to forget, have you not the bayonet? Does it matter, feeble wit, if you break your teeth on it? For the truth, as you know well, is steel is good for empty bellies. Roman sons and Roman daughters, leave your wine for cheaper waters. Please to know that alcohol is a harmful chemical. We can find a better use for this gift which you abuse. What are trifling prohibitions to the making of munitions? What is freedom of the mind but an intellectual blind? All the learning of the schools, so much wrangling of fools. What is love and plighted word to the glory of the sword? Is the blood in human veins of more worth than aeroplanes? Let your hate be universal, finite and uncontroversial. Let your propaganda shout it, let there be no doubt about it. Stamp and spurn and vilify all that others glorify. Spurn the persecuted Jew, he would do the same to you. Bellow till the heavens fall, Hitler is the god of all. Presents for my aunt. I sent my aunt a lizard to be a kind of pet. She said it had got housemaid's knee and sent it to the vet. The vet remarked with feeling that he didn't like the creature. It's just like her to send it, and you see if I don't teach her. I sent my aunt a motorbus. She ran it upon glue. I sent my aunt some streakanine. She put it in the stew. I thought it best to do her in with very little pain, and now I shall not have to send her anything again. <laughs> Resurgent There shall be no more wars, but the remembrance of wars, and the memory of those who died shall be hallowed unto all generations. Yea, their names shall be hallowed and shall remain like precious odours, whose scent lingereth in the air of the temple, and men shall remember their examples when the remembrance of their looks shall be as a dream. And there shall not be wailing beside their memorials, nor tears, nor cries, but joy, for they are among the blessed, and their name liveth for evermore. There shall be no more grief, for the remembrance of them shall be as a balm to hurt minds and weary, aching hearts, for time shall soften grief, and their sacrifice shall be an everlasting example, for they were lovely and pleasant in their lives, and were faithful even unto death. They were not without fear, for they were but men, but they slew their fears, even as the sun slays with his rays the shadows of the night. They are not dead, for they are one with us. They do but sleep, and when the watch of the night is ended, they will arise. There is no death. Untitled Song England, O oh England, pray lend me thy ears all along Deutschland and Admiral Graf's Bay, and give me a hand with this treaty I've made, said Hitler, Lord Haw-Haw, Josef Goebbels, von Ribbentrop, Herr Himmler, Reich Minister, Goering and all. And what is this use you have made of my word, all along Deutschland and Admiral Graf's Bay? Tis a treaty of friendship, the Munich Accord, said Hitler, Lord Haw-Haw, Josef Goebbels, von Ribbentrop, Herr Himmler, Reich Minister, Goering and all. And when shall I reap the reward that is mine, by March or September, 1939? 
In March, England climbed to the top of the hill and saw Czechoslovakia making her will. Poor Czechoslovakia took sick and died when Germans attacked her on every side. But England had hardly had time to be vexed, ere Memel and Poland were swallowed up next, said Hitler, Lord Hohor, Josef Goebbels, von Ribbentrop, Herr Himmler, Reich Minister, Goering and all. But that's not the end of this frightful affair, all along Deutschland and Admiral Graf Spee, nor half of the tale of the hideous war, said Hitler, Lord Hohor, Josef Goebbels, von Ribbentrop, Herr Himmler, Reich Minister, Goering and all. And when the waves roar on the ether at night, all along Deutschland and Admiral Graf Spee. Pen song. A little piping by a stream, tiny, sibilant, unseen lips upon a reed blowing faintly as the seed ripens slowly in the pod where the Naiades once trod, piping softly, piping near, I am coming! I am here. Gods and men were all still young when in Arcady we sung, when by Tempe's stream we played in the sunshine, dappled shade. Piping shrilly, piping far, I know where the dead gods are. I alone of gods and men change, turn, and change again. When the leaves are born and die in the winter, there am I. I, the nimble-footed pan, old as nature, old as man, piping softly, singing even, making dance the stars in heaven. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of Lorna Lloyd's Diary of the War. All the poems were written by Lorna Lloyd and were read by her great-great-niece Bethany Ray. Catherine Stephen was the announcer. The theme tune is an extract from César Franck's Symphony in D minor, performed by the BBC National Orchestra of Wales, conducted by Richard Hickox on the 5th of September 2003 and also kindly made available by the BBC Archive. This podcast episode was brought to you by staff and students of the School of Computing at Edinburgh Napier University. It was produced by third-year students Alex Genks, David Graham, James McLaughlin, Andrash Peter and Michael Sutty, under the supervision of Ian McGregor. The podcast series was directed by Bruce Ryan, with the assistance of Hazel Hall.